Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show. Happy 49ers OTAs week. I don't know if that's a thing that... People wish people are happy, but we're going to do it. Uh, I am joined today by co-host of the Candlestick Chronicles podcast, managing editor of NinersWire.com, the great, the talented, the really, really funny Kyle Madsen. That's three of the nicest things anyone has ever said about me. Thank you so much. Wow. You're, you're welcome. Wait, was it three? I just said great and really, really funny. Yeah, no. So well, you said... Um, talented as well. Oh, talented. You're right. Yeah. I did say talented. Okay. Well, you're welcome. Um, I really pride myself on good intros on the show. I want my guests to feel good. So well, you're nailing it. So thanks. <laughs> well, I think we could probably just hang up and call it. Great. I hope you guys enjoy the right, show. Yep. See you guys. Uh, thanks for your time, Kyle. <laughs> so it's a, as I mentioned, it's a, a big week, 49ers OTAs. We're recording this before game three of the Warriors Mavericks. Uh, Western Conference Finals. So we don't know what is going to happen there. I know Kyle is a very big Warriors fan. Yeah. I don't really care, except that I decided I really like Luca, which is fair. I've spent, I yeah, I've spent some time in Dallas, and so I've you know kind of taken the Mavericks on. Though I'm going to be honest with you guys, I couldn't tell you anybody else on the team that isn't Luca. Okay, so the, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan. And that's probably the Mavericks' biggest problem in this series is that uh, that they just <laughs> kind of lack the the star power. But I got to tell you about Game Three, which happens uh, tips off in about eight hours from when we're recording this. I'm either thrilled with the result or very very upset about it. Yes, and I think that what we saw in Game Three from the Warriors is either what we expect or sort of disappointing and then what i saw from the mavericks is probably neither because i don't know what to expect and i don't know what is disappointing except luca (laughs) sure 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 that has been established and it's funny because i am a pretty big sports fan who keeps you know a close eye on these things but my lack of knowledge on my mavericks that they are now your mavs lifetime lifetime mavs fan since a couple days ago (laughs) i said to somebody the other day this is where we thrive, you guys, down to nothing. Mm-hmm. This is where we thrive. And the person I said it to was like, we, what is happening Who's right we? now? <laughs> Who's we? What are you talking about? But nonetheless, this is where we thrive. You heard it here first. We'll see how game three goes. But before we get to anything else, maybe the most important thing we discussed today is Harry Styles' new mm. album, Harry's House. Yes. Welcome to the Harry Styles fan club, Thank Kyle. You. We're so happy to have Thank you. you. It's a good album, right? Yeah, it's really strong. So um, his his last album, I couldn't even tell you the title of it, but uh, Adore You was obviously the big single off that one. I was like, man, this is a really great song. And then what was the other one? Watermelon Sugar would always come up because I listened to Adore uh-huh. You and, I, and then I'd have a playlist that automatically cur- curates based on what I listened to. So those are the two Harry Styles songs that I was familiar with. And so I so saw he dropped an album. I was like, okay, I'll check it out. Uh Music for a sushi restaurant is just an undeniably really fun way to start an album. Like it's just impossible mm-hmm. not to just shake your ass a little bit when you're listening to it. Um, <laughs> and then it's just, uh, I thought, I thought it was really, really um, just a really, really good album that closes with love of my life. That's um, just a really sweet, excellent song. Um, and then it never gets too high. It never gets too low. Although uh, Matilda is a heartbreaking song. Uh, about halfway through the album. Um, 
but yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very, very much. I have listened to Matilda. So what I have been doing, um, on walks or in the car is I've been listening to it on shuffle mm. because I find sometimes when a new album comes out, you know, I start, I start to listen. And if there's one song I just love, it's just, I keep listening to it and I don't keep going. So sometimes when an album comes out, I like to do on shuffle and then go back and listen from beginning to end. Cause I know that the album is supposed to probably tell a story mm. from, you know, beginning to end, but I like to start on shuffle just to kind of see what do I like? What do I not like? And then when I go back and listen in order, I can sometimes that reshapes it. Like, Oh, I do really so like this song. You because grind the film on the album basically before, <laughs> before diving in all the way. I grind the film on the album. That's exactly That's incredible. Yeah. It's not, I'm not just grinding film for the draft. You guys, I'm not just grinding film throughout the season to see how the team can improve because I have zero control over it. I grind film on albums, Harry Styles, Jack Harlow, Justin Bieber, my film grinding on Justin Bieber albums is a plus. I don't doubt that you're that's you're widely known as one of the biggest Justin Bieber film grinders in, in the country. That if that's true, that's like one of the great honors. And that may be one of the nicest things. That <laughs> I could be a scout. I could be a Justin Bieber album scout. If this was like a thing. Yeah. I think you, I, I absolutely, I would not put that past you. Not for one second. That'd be amazing. What happened to Tracy? Oh, she's a scout for a football team. Nope. For Justin Bieber. <laughs> she just listens to him on <laughs> shuffle. Gets an idea. Yep. Doesn't pay much like nothing, but she seems very happy. <laughs> she's so that's really thrilled with it. She's thrilled with it. Well, I'm glad that you're into the Harry Styles fan club. I, we may have to, are you a Bieber fan? Like, do I have to start sending you Bieber songs to get you into it? No, he's, he's fine. Um, like I don't, I don't check for his albums, but when he has a single that's out, I won't, I won't skip it. Okay. He's fine is not maybe my favorite way for you to put that, but I only have, I only have the capacity to be like a huge fan of so many artists. Like Justin Bieber's fine. I don't dislike Hmm. him, but I'm not. How do you feel about you're not what? So my dog has a lot to say about it. Yeah, no, clearly. Um, you're not what? I just, no, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to dive in all the way. Like I'm just, I'm just going to be like, all right, when, when, uh, when a single comes out, that's a banger. I'll listen to it. But you know, I'm not like, Oh, the new Bieber album dropped. Like, no, that's. Hmm. Well, you know what? We'll work on that. It's but for fine. what it's worth, there's like, there's, there's every once in a while, there'll be like a new artist. Like I know Harry Styles is a new artist, but I've not like, gotten into Harry Styles. I haven't listened to him a lot. So I was like, okay, I'll give the album a shot. But like, other than that, it's like Kendrick Lamar. And, um, there's a couple more I'm missing where I'm like checking for their, like Drake. I don't even check for Drake music anymore. Okay. That's fair. I don't know eh, that you're alone in that. I'm just, you know, the singles will tell me what I need to listen to. That's actually a really deep thought. Yeah. The singles, they'll speak to you. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you. And I, that was a very deep thought. Before we go further, just because it's Justin Bieber thing, I have to ask you how you feel about Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts. What do you mean? Like as baseball like players? Them? Yes. Well, because basically my favorite people that I feel like I'm really known for really loving are Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts. Oh, and Justin I see. Bieber. So I just want to know how you feel about my next two favorites. Uh, Mookie Betts is one of the most talented players in baseball. Um, he is, he is excellent and he's going to go to the hall of fame someday. Uh, Cody Bellinger's fine. Like I'm not, okay, I'm not a huge Cody Bellinger fan, but I'm not a Dodger fan. Like I, I just, 
I don't, I'm not like, oh man, Cody Bellinger's my guy, but I'm also like, yeah, he's, he's good. Like he's a good player, but I'm not going to go buy a freaking Cody Bellinger jersey. Oh, really? Well, if you want me to buy you one, I totally would. And I'll be dazzled for you too. If you want, Mm -hmm. uh, you think about that. You don't have to give me an answer right now. Did you see that throw that Mookie Betts made the other day in the Phillies game at, he caught a deep, a deep, uh, a ball hit deep into right field. Sorry, we're recording this in the morning and I'm having a little trouble with the words, but he caught a ball in deep right field and then threw home to get the guy out. It was unbelievable. If you guys haven't seen it, I know I'm biased, but it was pretty incredible. Yeah, he's, so. he's, uh, there's, there's more now than there were 10 years ago, but he's one of, one of the very best, like just two way players in, in baseball. Mm-hmm. Mookie Betts is really good. Well, now that we've gotten all that out of the way, the really important stuff that people definitely tune into this podcast to listen for. Let's talk about 49ers OTAs. Kyle, oh, are you yeah, excited? Right. Oh my the God. <laughs> what? I just dialed. Can't wait. I mean, the OTAs are it's so exciting. It's so fun. Uh, it's the thing with OTAs that I always find so interesting. This is true of really all the off season stuff is like, we do get kind of excited because we've been star for football but it's May and there's not going to be a football game for months. So it always kind of makes me laugh, which also drives home what a tough sport uh, football is that you got to start your, it's really a year round training situation, but in May you're training for games. If we start the preseason, you know, in August. So that's just a deep thought that I had. You had the singles tell you what to listen Mm -hmm. to. That's my deep thought. (laughs) Football's far away is really right. Well, there's, Football football is quote unquote back like twelve times before week one. It's like, oh, free agency, football's back. Oh, the draft, football's back. Oh, rookie mini camps, football's back. And now you're right. OTAs. Oh, football. No, it's not, man. Like this year's OTAs for the 49ers are 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 gonna be fascinating. And we can talk about why. But football, look, preseason week one, the Hall of Fame game, like, no, it's not. Do you know why? Because none of it matters. And yeah, you're excited to watch it. Like, I will be sitting in front of the TV and watching every 49ers preseason game start to finish. And it's fun, but football's not back. Because you're not living and dying with what happens in OTAs or training camp or preseason. You start living and dying with every snap on week one. That's when football's back. And all OTAs, training camp, and preseason does is give everybody a lot to get themselves worked up about that does not matter once week one happens. Uh, but that's where we are. And you said 49ers OTAs this year is going to be fascinating, and it is. You know, one thing about the San Francisco 49ers, they're always interesting, good or bad. And obviously, they had a great season last year. They went to the NFC Championship game. But good or bad, this team is always interesting. And only the 49ers would be in a position and the OTAs after they went to an NFC championship game to be fascinating because of their presumptive QB one, the young talented. I won't give him as many adjectives as I gave Thank you, you. because I don't want you to get else. Trey Lance. So this is going to be interesting. This will be really the first time that we've seen Trey Lance get all the first team reps. Of course, there were the two games during the season that he was starting, but you know, that was a finite amount of time. But at this point, the presumption, despite all the chatter and all of the things about Jimmy Garoppolo, I think we all know Trey Lance is going to be their quarterback on day one, barring some, God forbid, major injury. 
So this becomes very interesting because now we get to see what is he like when he knows he is QB1, when he is working with the first team all the time. What are you looking for to see exactly in this very exciting OTAs week? Um, It's all about, to me, Trey Lance. And that's going to ultimately determine how good or not good the 49ers are this year. And Mm -hmm. I think George Kittle stoked the flames a little bit on the Pat McAfee show when he said like Trey, Trey Lance is, has taken huge steps forward since last year. He's a different player in this year's OTAs than he was last year. And I think that's what everybody's kind of waiting to see. Like Trey Lance is just an unknown quantity right now. Every the, for every person saying, Oh, he's going to be great. It's equally valid to say, Oh, he's not going to be very good because we just don't, we don't quite know. So I think if, it's not going to be the be all end all. If, if Lance comes out in OTAs and isn't awesome, but you know, he has up and down days and it's this and that, like, I think that's fine. Um, but I think, I think the biggest thing you, 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 you don't want is to hear, wow, he just has no idea. Like he cannot right. throw a pass on target. What was this guy doing all off season? And I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I think that's the one thing you want to avoid. Well, and that didn't happen last season. I mean, that didn't happen last time, last year in training camp. That didn't happen in the two games that he did start. I'm not saying they were perfect. We obviously, we saw dramatic improvement between the first one and the second one. So that I don't think is going to be an issue, but you're right. That's the only situation where it could be a mess. I just want to throw out a warning to 49ers Twitter and uh, warning maybe seems strong and you guys may or may not heed this, but maybe don't overreact on the entire season (laughs) based on what we're able to see Tuesday at OTAs, because that is when the media, we're going to be able to be there watching. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Maybe let's not put, like overreact to the entire season based on this first day of OTAs. I think that's probably smart. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to listen to it except maybe you and I, but uh, I just think that that's worth but it's hard. throwing out. There. It's hard. Like I, I, I hear what you said. I agree with what you say, but book it. If Trey Lance comes out, and first day of OTAs, it's like, holy cow, this guy is incredible. I'm very much going to be like, I don't know why the Niners can't win 13 games. <laughs> because, <laughs> this team is winning the Super Bowl, and that's it. Right. Like, that's, well, and, and, okay, but that's, that's where, that's, that's where and why the Lance thing is fascinating because the Niners went to the NFC Championship game last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't want to, this is not a disparage Jimmy Garoppolo sesh, but, he was below the tier of the elite quarterbacks in the league. And when it came down to it, that that ultimately kind of led to the 49ers downfall. And so the idea is that, hey, if Trey Lance by the middle of the year has improved enough that the offense is, maybe he's not better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but just his skill set allows the offense to have a little bit higher ceiling. Now it's like, oh, maybe okay Trey Lance is still developing he's not great yet but this offense with the weapons and with Kyle Shanahan and with what I think is going to be a pretty good 49ers defense like oh they're going to contend again and that's why Mm -hmm. that's why I think these OTAs why it's important that Trey Lance is just not a disaster like if he shows that he's improving it leaves that door open that hey once he gets enough game reps like he's going to be he's going to be effective enough to carry this team on a deep playoff run by the middle of the year. I mean, if he is a disaster, I'm going to say something that if I were like in a room of 49ers fans, I would say it and run. And if I said this on Twitter, I would put that little ducks thing that I like to do. But um, if he is a disaster, Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster. I don't think 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just kidding. No, but that's okay. But that's that's legit. And this is this is where I don't. But it's not wrong, right? And I don't think it's a I don't think it's a a realistic scenario where Lance is so bad that the Niners are like, oh my god, we have to keep Jimmy. I don't think so either. If if that's the case, I actually think it's a full on disaster for the 49ers because why did you trade the entire future? Right, right. If that, if that, if if that's the case, Jimmy Garoppolo being the starter is not the story. The fact that Trey Lance can't get through OTAs in his second year, it would be the story. But like I said, I would not even, I wouldn't even classify that as a, as a, as a possibility. I don't, I don't think he's going to be that type of player. No, I don't think so at all. I would I would actually be shocked if he was if he was that type of player. And he was invited to throw at tight end university. So really what else do you need to know? Yeah, that's big time for him. Mm-hmm. That's huge. So I feel like that's that's a big deal. But I do think in some ways that is a big deal because that is Kittle. Uh, and Kittle's seeing him and he invited him. So we'll see. I think I'm sure that the storylines to come out of tight end university will throw everybody into a tizzy too. That'll just this just how twitter and and, but it's it's worth i mean it's worth noting that while you're right we can't super overreact to it i think it is worth noting that you know he is getting this chance to get out and you know throw with kittle but just the fact that kittle's like yeah get him out here uh taking him under his wing showing showing this roster like george kittle is is maybe the leader on this roster and mm-hmm. the fact that he's saying, yeah, hey, Trey Lance is one of the guys who's going to come throw it at TEU. Like it's, I think it's a, it's a relatively big deal. I don't think it, 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 it's any kind of indicator of future success for Lance or the 49ers. But I do think that when you talk about this transition to Trey Lance from a well-liked Jimmy Garoppolo, the fact that George Kittle is doing something like this, that I definitely think matters. Oh, it absolutely does. It's a, it's a signal like, as you said, from a leadership standpoint, it's a signal of, of I support this person yes. and I believe in this person. And it's a signal of I like what I see from this person because, I mean, they do take tight end university pretty seriously. And I get, I think what they're doing is great. Uh, and it's, I think, been, I guess, helpful for players, I'm, I'm assuming, because they're doing it again. A lot of them are going. So assuming all those things are true, and I said assume a lot in that little monologue, I think it is a really big deal and it is a show of confidence from George Kittle. And as you mentioned from a well, like Jimmy Garoppolo that George Kittle is good friends with, but I don't think there's anyone in reality who thinks Jimmy Garoppolo is really going to be on this roster week one. I think the understanding is that Trey Lance is going to be the quarterback. So I also don't think it's a, you know, indictment on Jimmy or anything. I just think everybody knows that, by week one, he's not still going to be on this roster, despite, as I said, the noise and chatter that sometimes goes along with that. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that Major League Baseball is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline. Jimmy Garoppolo is only on the roster because he got hurt. 
Yes. This wasn't this wasn't the 49ers getting cold feet and going, ah, maybe we should keep him just in case. Like, no, they don't they didn't want to keep him on the roster. No, and they have to say what they've been saying is that, well, with a guy like that, you don't right. you know, you don't pick him up. But because they have to, because who who's gonna trade for him if they're saying, Yeah, if we have to, we'll just cut yeah, him. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's not a thing that so, no team has ever done that. No, no team has ever done that. So they are saying all the right things. And I've talked before about this on this podcast, and I'm sure you've talked about it plenty, but it it doesn't help anybody for Jimmy Garoppolo to be on this roster week one, including Jimmy Garoppolo. It is better for everyone. And I don't think the team could withstand another season of, oh, it's going to be Jimmy or Trey, Jimmy or Trey. Trey has one bad game. Bring in Jimmy. Jimmy has one bad game. Bring in Trey. Like, it's just not... It, it's not realistic and it's not going to work. So uh, this is Trey Lance's team and this is his year to prove it uh, with the great Nate Sudfeld behind him, <laughs> potentially Brock Purdy behind him. So there's that, but this is, this is Trey Lance's team. And I think these OTAs are going to be fascinating in that way. And so you guys just, so you know how this, this works in case you don't know, uh, from a media perspective, we'll get to watch practice, you know, one day over the next three weeks, and then we'll have mini camp. So obviously keep an eye out for the reports uh, and, and what we have to say about Trey. But I think it is going to be fascinating. And like I said, this team is always interesting. Always. Yes. It's unbelievable. Perpetually interesting. <laughs> They're perpetually the other, interesting. The, it's amazing. the other thing, though, that that I'm, I'm looking for in OTAs is I think that there's going to be a couple rookies who have a chance to like really make an impact this year. I'm mm-hmm. fascinated to see what Danny Gray looks like. I'm fascinated to see what Drake Jackson looks like. And this is not uh, Ty Davis Price. And that's not necessarily from a like, hey, how good are these guys going to be? Because again, you can't make that kind of assessment in OTAs. But can they just be effective where they're not, again, total disasters? And mm-hmm. then that, you know, it'll it'll be it'll be more important seeing them in pads and training camp and seeing how they react in preseason games and stuff. But again, if early on, like I think there's, there's a chance that we leave OTAs and the optimism around this team's really, really high. Like if, if Lance is good and this, this rookie class comes in, it's like, man, it looks like they might have some players in this rookie class that can help improve uh, a roster that went to the NFC championship game last year that's that's significant and it's it's beyond just what Trey Lance is going to do. I could not agree more and I actually one more position group that I think will be interesting to start watching before we get to uh the elephant in the room so to speak on someone who won't be at OTAs probably mm-hmm. at, at least by the looks of things. Uh but maybe he'll surprise us. Uh is I think the corners because mm. you have I think that's kind of an interesting situation. You know they never Never signed someone specifically to uh, replace K1 Williams. So I think we have a lot of assumptions on how this is going to go. You probably have Charvarius Ward, Manuel Mosley on the outside. Sometimes maybe Mosley goes in a corner, Amphrey Thomas goes in on the outside. But I'm kind of interested to see how these rookie DBs fill in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that they have any potential. That's why I guess we have OTAs. <laughs> but I think that that is kind of an interesting area to keep an eye on, especially as the season goes on. And, you know, you look at Emmanuel Mosley is only signed through this next season. You know, was one of these guys drafted to potentially replace them? Are they going to move on from him? So I think that'll, that's another interesting position group. 
Granted, corner is always an interesting position group for the 49ers and not always in a positive way, actually sometimes rarely in a positive way. <laughs> but I think it'll be kind of fun to watch that. I'm interested to see how Ambry Thomas has developed, not just because he went to Michigan, which makes him the best player on the team, obviously, but because I just want to see how he's developed because we saw him improve so much. And Kyle Shanahan said multiple times at the end of the season, Ambry Thomas was his biggest surprise of the season mm -hmm. from where he started to where he ended. So has he taken that leap? Yeah. Could he potentially move into a starting role. So I'm curious to see how that all plays out. Too. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like the Niners depth at corner is just so much better this year. And they have, they have several options going into the season. So yeah, how, how that shakes out with, you know, is it Ward and Mosley outside and then Ambry Thomas comes in uh, in nickel packages with Mosley sliding to the nickel. Is it Samuel Womack, the rookie fifth round pick? Does Diamador Lenore take a leap? Uh, playing inside that he wasn't going to make playing outside. There's there's a lot of questions, that, but I do think ultimately, um, if the the younger guys that you were talking about, if it's Ambry Thomas, Diamador Lenore, Samuel Womack, um, Tariq Castro Fields, if if those guys show in OTAs, like yeah, hey, they 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 belong in OTAs, like they they weren't mm -hmm. horrible. And again, this all comes back to with you, you don't learn a ton in OTAs. It's just, can they play? Like, do they have an idea? And can you feel optimistic about them going into training camp? And I think the Niners have a, have a real chance to come out of OTAs thinking like, man, they've got five or six like NFL caliber defensive backs. And that would just be such a massive improvement over what they were dealing with a season ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, you said they, they have the best. I mean, they have depth. They haven't had depth in years. Every season has been like a fingers crossed and let's hope nobody gets yeah. hurt um, kind of situation. So, which by the way, has not worked. So not going great not, for sure. <laughs> definitely great. So, all right. So before we wrap this up, uh, chances are from the way things are looking, we will not see Debo Samuel on Tuesday. I would like to know your prediction as to when Debo Samuel rejoins this team on a practice. Like case. first week of training camp. Yep, that would be mine. Too. I think that's when they get to the negotiating table and when those checks start not cashing because Debo's not at, 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 at training camp, I think it's going to tick up the urgency a little bit. So yeah, for, first week of camp, maybe second week, depending. Um, but I, I, I think it gets done sooner than later once camp starts. I would agree with that. I think first week of camp and then... Over under on throughout the season, every move Debo makes, it becoming a conversation. Well, if he'd been with the team the whole time, well, if he'd done this, if he'd done that, it's going to be a whole thing. I mean, I think this is a storyline that is going to go through the season. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then there's right. going to be pressure for him to play up to whatever, whatever right. contract he signs. Like he set a pretty high standard last year and it wouldn't be crazy if he, you know, he was what, 1400 yards receiving and 365 rushing yards and, and 14 touchdowns like if he goes 1200 yards receiving and 250 yards rushing and 12 touchdowns like that's still an incredible year but i think you're right if he does hold out it's like man you held out to not produce at the level that that you did a, a year ago like the expectations are going to be super high yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and he you know created that a little bit but i know these things are complicated and i get it 
and it's a business and these yep. guys only have a finite amount of time. Even the guys that I've said this before on this podcast, even the guys that have really long careers still only have a finite amount of time. So yeah. not everyone you know, other than like Tom Brady. Um, most of these guys aren't playing till they're 45. Years well, old. and I so. want to make it really clear. Like, I will never begrudge a player that's trying to get their money. No, like, never. That, you can't. No. So I didn't want that to come across like some kind of criticism of Debo Samuel. <laughs> He's trying to it get, didn't come across to get criticism at all. And I think that's something fans and people have to remember. And, and all of us in our jobs are going to do what we need to do to get the best possible deal and compensation. And when you're in an industry where one hit could ruin your, like end your career or your, you have a very long career and you're done playing at 32, mm-hmm. you need to do what you need to do to take care of yourself and your family. Yep. So I do hundred percent get that. So there's that. Well, Kyle, I'm excited about OTAs. Uh, am I going to put in my headphones and just put on the Harry Styles album while I watch practice? Maybe yes, maybe no. Who's to say? I'm going to say yes. Say? I'm going yes. You say- I'm betting yes. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> Anybody who tries to talk to me, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm listening to Harry Styles. Thanks, though. Just a little um, for Susan Randstrom. Like, what's, what's up with Tracy? <laughs> the soundtrack to practice is Harry Styles. <laughs> it's a twist that no one saw coming. Thank you for joining me today. You are the best. As I mentioned, all those wonderful things, talented, really, really funny, great, all the things. Uh, good luck to your Warriors. I understand my Mavs make get, get in the way. You're, you really know good Don't even talk to me when your Mavs face the Warriors. All right, that's <laughs> my Mavs, my guys, where we thrive. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you like what you heard, and I know you did, please make sure to leave us a five star review. Follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online, and I think that's everything left I have to say. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.